Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Daniel. This is the the first time we have finished a series, I think. We are we have finished The Shadow King. We have finished The Raveling series by Alec Hudson. Big episode here today. We're going to talk right. about it. All the loose ends are getting tied up. We're we're going to create a beautiful tapestry. We're going to weave together all the strands from all these books and make just the the prettiest picture. We are. Yeah. We're going to do that. We're going to do that for you today. Welcome. Yeah. Okay. So, I get yeah, okay. Anything's fair game. Um I'm going to I'm going to start out with a small little aesthetic thing. Mhm. These giant doors are pretty neat, right? Uh yes. Yes. We love the giant doors. Love the giant doors. Love that it's love that there's uh that they're bare, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. more I think that's more intimidating. That's the crazy thing about it is the only thing that it really makes it stand out from just like a rock covering a hole in the ground is that it's fucking massive. Is that it's the biggest hole you've ever seen covered by a gigantic rock. And that's so impressive. Yeah. Yeah, My, that's how you know the fact that it's unadorned is how you know that it's something scary, not something cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if it was intricately carved, had all these arches going on, some cool little geometric designs, you'd be like, ooh, there's a cool little city in there. Let's go see what they're up to. Yeah, yeah. A, let's bear, a bear set of stone doors that are enormous. You don't want to mess with it. No, you definitely don't. Luke, I I actually have a question about these doors. Okay. So this, as we've mentioned, this door leading into the burrow is massive, right? It's like, I think they said 10 leagues tall. Uh, I don't know if, the, I think they said like at least a thousand span. Which I don't quite know what that means. Okay, yeah. They used a unit that I wasn't super familiar with. Right. However, they also described it as being like a mountain, right? Like a small mountain. And and I think they were saying that there were there were giant birds flying up there and they look like just specks. Yes, yes. So this door is way bigger than any like person would use, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'd so so is this just this worm's house then that we're breaking into? Okay. Because who makes a door this big if the worm's not using the door, right? This mm-hmm. worm, if it wakes up as it does, it's not knocking and <laughs> coming out through the front door. So who is the door for? Ooh. Hmm. It's got to be for the worm, right? It's got to be this is the worm's house. They just live here, and they're kind yeah. of annoyed by their neighbors. Uh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it was. It's not the worm's house because I think it. I'm gonna say that it was. It was set up by, uh, not necessarily humans, but uh, by like a worm uh, landlord. <laughs> Got a little rental like, property like, going on. Like someone. It was set up by someone uh, that is not like one of the ancients, like some like one of these races that we've seen before. Yes, yes. And and what this means is that because, like you said, this door is obvious. Like, who's this door for? Because it's not for the worm. It's it's unnecessarily huge for the anyone actually using it. Yeah. So this is like uh, if you if you. If you make a little house for some for something mm-hmm. that like obviously doesn't use a house, it's just like, it's like a little cute thing that you do, you know? Sure, sure. Like a dog or like a lizard. Right, right, right. So this like a worm. is the 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 people that put this burrow together mm-hmm. are like, let's put a, let's put a let's put a cute little cute giant door on there. He's not gonna <laughs> use it. He's not gonna use it. But I, I think it'd be nice. <laughs> so what you're saying is 
Whereas when, when I make a little house for my bearded dragon to live in, I make everything in the house proportionate to the bearded dragon. Not like the dragon cares. This right. dragon didn't move into this house. But I think it's cute that it has a little door that's bearded dragon size. Right. He's not using the little bearded dragon chair or the little the little bearded dragon sized kitchen that you've put in there. He's obviously not using that, but it's cute. So you put it in there. <laughs> right. That's for me. That's for me. So you're saying that this gigantic door is just for the people that built this burrow to be like, I think it'd be, I think it'd look cute, right? <laughs> I think so. Honestly, that's fair. I, I kind of get that. And mm-hmm. it, it, it does have a pretty, pretty great effect. So. It's a purely aesthetic choice. And I think it was successful. Worked for me. Ooh. Yeah. Either that. Or at one point, the people that built this were just that big, right? And maybe this worm was just like a pet. This was the doghouse for them. Okay. And this worm was like the worst pet of all time because it slept like nine days out of ten and was a worm. (laughs) And that's why that race died off is because they had terrible taste. Yeah, yeah, definitely possible. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're both equally likely. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, so let's talk. Can we talk about Cho Lin for a little bit? Sure, sure, sure. So Cho Lin, she kind of fell into this trap that Aliana has fallen in a few times, where they claim to either be someone that is not true, like Aliana claiming she's the greatest sorceress ever when, like, clearly she's not, or uh, claiming that, like, her civilization was the best when, like, obviously it had some problems. Cholin does this, too, in this last section of this last book, because Cholin sees Aliana flying on this saucer through the snow and she's like the warlocks from Shan would never do such a display of power like that oh disgusting Cholin let's look at the bar (laughs) that we've set for ourselves Cholin sure Aliana instead of walking is riding behind on a flying saucer Not the best look, but do you know what a worse look is, Luke? (laughs) I have a guess. Let's say murdering children. I'd say say that's a worse look. Definitely a worse look. Definitely a worse look. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Cholin, okay, Cholin has no plausible deniability because she literally watched it happen. (laughs) Right, she's very familiar with the story. Um, They also... Like, Aliana does this, clearly using her powers. Yes. But she also just is, other than this, is just kind of a normal person. Yes. Yeah. In terms of, like, appearance. um, Like, she's a young woman wearing normal clothes. Whereas the warlocks in Shan are like, this is the warlock of Autumn. And winter, spring, summer, they're wearing amazing robes. Everyone knows who they are. I don't I don't know if I quite see a huge distinction between that and them just using their powers a little bit. Right, right. Like I mean, I think this comes down to a little cult- cultural thing. Mm-hmm. This is my point. This is exactly my point. It's like, Cholin, you're not better than everyone else because you come from a different place. Like... Your shit's fucked too, okay? (laughs) Stop. Like, everybody in this book, they think that their place is the best, and it's like, obviously not, guys. (laughs) All of your places suck. There's so many bad things happening. Dimoria's cool. Dimoria's very cool, and the Crimson Queen is uh, just like greatness incarnate, okay? No bad qualities to the Crimson Queen. 
Yeah, clearly number one. Um, but like Cholin, it's like you know, dog, you know that Shan's pretty bad. You saw it. You literally have people worshiping the apocalypse there. Like, please chill for a second, <laughs> Cho, Cholin. And the okay, I I gotta stay on Cholin because there's one other thing that just kind of kind of got me. Mm-hmm. They're trying to decide who will wield the dagger to kill the betrayers. And Cholin's like, listen, my family are demon hunters. Give me the dagger. This is like in our blood is to hunt demons. Um, hang on a second. Let's let's go back. Remember that remember that story we heard about how the record or the raveling happened? We learn, we actually learn about what the family Cho is known for in the Shan Empire. And it wasn't hunting demons. Uh, uh, actually, do remind me what they are known for. Uh, they're basically Gucci. Oh. They're okay. the silk merchants right, for right. all of Shan. So Versace Lin over here is like, no, 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 trust me. My family goes back way back killing demons the the other thing with this is we don't know we don't know the story between the original raveling when the original cho killed or i guess imprisoned these demons i i'm gonna guess that they were like kind of successful monster hunters but i don't know that so when she says that my family, or I come from a long line of monster hunters, you got one. <laughs> your your great grandfather twelve times ago was like was like a pretty good monster hunter. Maybe we don't even know. Maybe he pulls out this sword, and the chosen are like, "Hey, uh, what's that? What's that thing? Hold on, what is that?" And he's like, "Oh, let me show you." Cause slice, and that's it. And then literally every single person in his family from then on has been like, yes, we are a family of demon hunters and we wait for the moment that the betrayers come out. And nobody else has done it. Nobody else has actually hunted demons. Can we talk about that? It happened one time. That doesn't make (laughs) you a family of demon hunters. Okay, let's let's stipulate that potentially they hunted like lesser demons. But but I haven't heard about it. No. <laughs> we haven't at all. So all these all these uh ancestors that are coming down and looking at her disapprovingly. What are you talking about? What did you do? You were up there like practicing practicing uh being a jerk in your little being a misogynistic jerk up in your little boardroom. You haven't done anything. Sure, maybe you touched the sword of Cho for like three years of your life. You didn't use it. <laughs> you didn't do but, anything. Right. Her dad. Okay. How her dad is like this. Well, okay, okay, okay. So I don't. I don't know how much of it is real because I. I know one part of it was he wasn't actually. It was just a. Uh, fantasy kind yeah. of thing yeah yeah but her dad is like doing this whole disappointed in her kind of thing it's like the one monster that you got in a fight with absolutely crushed you and it wasn't You're even the betrayers one. it wasn't even the betrayers it was some no. other scrub <laughs> some some noob gintyaki just dominates you that like literally is the sub of this entire book series like this gentyaki is everybody's subordinate (laughs) take a sit seat on the bench cholin's dad okay because you didn't do anything right we now we should stipulate this phantasmal image that was talking to cholin wasn't cholin's dad right but but uh she had that image in her mind because he has a history of being like that. Yes. Right? Yes. Like that that wasn't just a I mean, we don't know how 
the actual dad would have reacted in this scenario. Yes. But but it came from like echoes of, of her like, This was very believable. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Man, I hadn't even thought about the point that you brought up about how only one of them has killed a demon. And yet family Cho is like the demon hunting family. Come on, uh, yeah. That one event is is giving them <laughs> giving them a ride for a while. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good free meal ticket for the Cho family. Cho's. God. Okay. Uh it's kind of kind of on the same vein. The I, f- I forget the exact event, but oh no no okay this is what it is. The the guy that's heading the Dimorian Rangers mm-hmm. when they find Cho Lin, uh, Cho Lin is like beating up this guy. Yeah, and this the 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 head Dimorian guy does this whole thing where he's like, "You got beaten up by a girl. What are you doing, man? Your queen is the Crimson Queen. I know, I know. <laughs> where where have you been? Like." This this misogyny doesn't work here because you literally just took orders from a queen and you were like, oh, yeah, those, that was a good plan. I'll, I'll follow your, your advice. You're also, also literally marching on the word of Aliana. That's so true. <laughs> Although maybe he is like, maybe he is like super misogynistic in the sense that he thinks that women can only do sorcery. Mm. he's like sure they can do that magic stuff but us real men we we talk with our fists right 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 that's totally it and so he's like sure women sorcery is for the women folk i'm gonna just slice ya (laughs) which like dude you're an idiot yeah okay that that makes sense um on on this on this little journey that they're taking super cold everyone's very miserable mm-hmm. like it's just it's terrible eliana's over here chilling in her little floating disc she's got her ball of warmth around her she's not using it on anyone else i get that that's aliana keelan what why don't you just warm everyone up Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i'm assuming he's warming himself up maybe so he just not i have a few questions about this okay sorcery takes effort right yes so oh dude okay because here's what i was gonna say maybe it's like too much effort right maybe it's like a lot of effort to heat what there's probably like 20 of 20 people total 30 people total uh let's say 30 okay 30 30 people maybe that's a lot of effort now, the reason why I, I don't think that's a good response is an, I think a normal sorcerer could heat themselves and like maybe one other person just fine. That seems like a thing that um, any of the normal sorcerers could do. Keelan's a talent. So Keelan's like way better than any normal sorcerer. Keelan has way more sorcerer's ability than any normal sorcerer. He should for sure be able to do this. I mean, it's even... I, so my take on it is I think it's kind of... They can create a a sphere around themselves that is warm. They can they can warm other people. Okay. They for sure can because at, at certain points in this, uh, somebody's like requested for a sorcerer to heat them as well. And then they'll get a little warming blanket around them. Mm -hmm. And so this is... See, I was going to say, I was going to say just create a a larger sphere. Mm -hmm. And like some people can walk around you and maybe if you can't make a big enough one, you can switch out. Do a little penguin action. Yeah. Uh, uh, But I I think this is more... Keelan, I mean, we were pro Keelan, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He, He... if, if you haven't well at the end of this he we were he does pretty well he's got a great okay. heart okay great heart but it's not always he's not always aware of things that would be really nice this is absolutely true and this is a theme we've seen throughout these books he doesn't leave mm-hmm. a note 
No note. No note. And he doesn't realize like, oh, wait, I could warm everybody else up around here. And that would be a great help. He just doesn't. I think he just doesn't realize these things. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like not a moral failing. But like, Keelan, just think a little bit about what everybody else is going through. Maybe if your friends got locked up in a prison by some lady you've just met for the first time, you could kind of hear them out. (laughs) Just think a little bit about what other people are feeling. Okay. Keelan? Keelan, come on. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of this march, uh, this march to save the Crimson Queen smells just awful, right? Like everybody smells really, everybody smells like dead skine, right? Yes, because they've just they've just looted corpses that they found on the battlefield and they're all they're not they have definitely not bathed and they just oh, I don't know if I've ever smelled something that I'm I'm guessing is as bad as this party has smelled. That's true. I I would have to think that that's true. I will say fortunately it's very cold. Oh, actually, why does that work? Because I know what you mean. Like, when it's very cold, you don't get a lot of smells going on. Yeah, I, I'm i sure I'm sure if we talked about it a little while, we could figure it out. It's got something to do with, like, gas diffusion, maybe? <laughs> I don't know how it, smells work. <laughs> great, great content. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm assuming I'm assuming the, the cold weather is, is helping a little bit with the smell. Um, okay, so once once they get once they finish their march, they they get to the base of this mound. The skine are there. Aliana goes up, does some does some pretty pretty neat little magic, kills a bunch of them. Yeah, but Aliana, I think you find a more efficient way to kill people. You're still this is you're still up here throwing fireballs and lightning bolts. After a thousand years of experimenting. <laughs> right, right. I get it. You're saying like she couldn't figure out a way to make all the oxygen in a certain space disappear. <laughs> yeah, that'd be one example. Um, I don't know. I just, I have to think that there are better ways. Like more efficient. Right? More efficient ways. Energy yeah. efficient. Especially if you um, get the drop on people, right? If oh, you yeah. got the drop, like levitate a giant boulder and just drop it right done um yeah yeah i mean i just i i have to think that i mean this is this is just another another hit against the immortals that we're mm-hmm. coming up against mm-hmm. i don't they're just not i don't think they it's all about show it's all about it's show all about, i think it's all about show i don't think they're quite as creative as I would like them to be. They get stuck for... in their ways after a thousand years, right? Right. Yeah. But they're, yeah. I think this is true. I think that's a theme we've seen like throughout this series as well is, you know, you have immortals who've been doing the same thing for the past thousand years. And it's like, maybe Demians over a... here still using a sword. Pick up a hobby. Maybe learn <laughs> how to use nunchucks, Demian. How cool would that be? Or freaking healing, Demian. <laughs> yeah, literally anyone in this freaking world. Learn healing magic. I mean, it God. is kind of hard. Oh, mm. healing is harder. It's a good point. It's a challenge. It's, it's really helpful. I'll tell you that. I don't know this personally because I've never had experience with sorcery, but I got I to gotta imagine it's very helpful. It for sure is. Uh, I have a question, Luke. Okay. And this is... This is related to sorcery in this world and talents. So we learn how wards work, right? Because Alion is teaching Keelan how to use a ward. And we we learn that wards can deflect not just magic spells, but like swords and arrows and stuff, right? So if I'm a regular sorcerer, I can create a ward that can deflect like a few sword slashes. I think it's that's mentioned earlier when they have their battle with all the magisters from um in the big battle that happens mm-hmm. 
if I'm a talent, I can for sure make a ward like that, right? So if I'm a talent, let's let's just in the if Daniel is a talent, the first thing I'm learning is how to make a ward to stop a sword or an arrow, mm-hmm. and then it it takes like a half a percent of my power. That ward is always up. Oh yeah, that ward is up one hundred percent of the time. I, I learned to do it when I'm sleeping. You've got you and it's this is a ward that only takes like one arrow. Exactly. Yeah, it's like super low effort, right? But I'm not just gonna get sniped out of nowhere. Like when Jan is walking through the swamp and he's like, I could just take an arrow to the eye and I'd be dead. And it's like, you could make a ward, I think, for that. <laughs> Am I wrong? Um, I would say no. Um, I mean, I would, I, we, we don't know how much energy that takes. I, I would have to guess that that's not that difficult for a little, a little scrub ward. That's, that's like a, a one hit guy. Yeah. It's just a one done. Like if it hits your ward, well, now, you know, you're in danger and you can like really get ready for it, but nobody's yeah. going to catch you with a knife in the back and you're going to be like, Oh, I'm this powerful sorcerer and now I'm just dead. Shoot. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, we, so we, we just don't, I. Okay. 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 I will say this. Maybe they do have these wards, right? Maybe they do have these wards. Jan was saying this is like a metaphor, right? Like Mm -hmm. maybe they, they do all have this like one hit ward that they're working on. Cause we never, we never really see them get hit. I mean, Aliana at the end, but the Genthyaki, was probably doing some magic shit right and i i would think that there's a the wards have to be a, like you're only stopping something a foot away or something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but it's just it's, they just seem underutilized for the talents the talents the, uh, yeah it seems like the talents aren't taking advantage of their uh, tremendous abilities mm-hmm. in this world this is why the crimson queen the Crimson Queen is taking full advantage. Yes. And even though she's like 20, she's like just dominating. Yes. Yes. This has got to be why, because all the other talents, are the, I, all the other talents are kind of, I'm going to say kind of dumb. This might be a hot take. I, I'm not going to come out with you and say that they're dumb. Because <laughs> Aliana is kind of clever at the end. Because she's like, I'm pretty sure Jan's going to just sit in the seat and stop this whole thing from happening and then i'll get all these souls so i think i'll be good so i i'm not gonna say dumb but i think we hit on it earlier that they're just so they lack so much creativity that's yeah okay let's move on uh kind of kind of i'm gonna stay at this little battle but this this actually is relevant a lot of times wait which battle uh the the little the fight at the base of the giant doors okay yeah yeah yeah. um but it's also relevant for later it's it's fighting with the chosen aliana fights with the chosen and she gets a little taunted and then later cholin also has a fight with the chosen and i think she gets a little taunted yes i think there's more opportunities for taunts here than we're than we're than we're utilizing okay yeah tell me about it Oh, oh also keelan's like riding on the back of this guy you gotta be. You gotta be talking trash. You're saying Keelan, a little child. You're saying is like <laughs> Keelan should be talking trash to this demon child who is carrying him quickly over his shoulder. <laughs> and keep in mind, he's like walking like an ape. He's running like a monkey <laughs> through this place with Keelan on it. And you're saying Keelan should be like, "Hey, or- you're uh, you're not even that fast, you idiot." <laughs> Hey, do a flip, jerk. Or I think just not necessarily trash for Keelan. So the other the other two examples, definitely great opportunities for trash talk. Okay, I agree. Yes. Uh, Keelan, I think there's opportunities for a little bonding that you try. You know? You're saying Keelan should be like, wow, you're, this is, you're really good at this. <laughs> More like, hey, you see, you see those cartoons last weekend? <laughs> Hey, you've heard of SpongeBob, right? 
I just think there's 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 some good kid related taunts and bonding attempts that we're not going for, you know. <laughs> I see. I think I think like Aliana or someone makes a "Where's your dad or mommy?" joke, which is not bad, but I want more. <laughs> You're saying you want these adults to bully these demon children. Yes, I do. <laughs> I very much do. Cuz cuz that's for sure what they're doing because it's it's like very clear these are children. Like these these things act like kids. Well, but I think not... that's where the humor comes in <laughs> to play. Where you can be like, "Hey, I got some Play-Doh for you." Kata. <laughs> I mean, you say that the little Dimorian rangers behind you are like, "Oh shit." Keelan's like, hey, let go of my arms, you idiot. Because <laughs> you like Legos. Gotta explain it to him. Because he's a child. I mean, if I'm Keelan on this situation, I'm gonna I'm gonna give some I'm gonna give some little jokes. I'm gonna make myself laugh. Obviously, obviously the chosen's not laughing. I'm gonna make myself laugh a little bit. A little gallows humor. <laughs> All right, that's fair. You got to have a little gallows humor, especially in <laughs> this situation. Little... Yeah, got to. Okay. And then last thing on this little this little fight, the first one. We we talked about the we 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 kind of ragged on um Niara a little bit for creating a dagger instead of like a sword. Mhm. Mhm. And uh one thing that we said is like, "Oh, maybe, you know, throwing knife could come into play this 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 knife is only used to kill one chosen yep. used as a throwing, throwing knife. knife kill Nell, throwing knife kill Nell crushed it yep great great called sh- i don't know if we're going to call it a called shot there but uh, didn't we say that we were going to see some Nell action with this knife ooh i think we did i think I this did. is for sure a called shot i'm going to say shot. slam dunk touchdown grand slam called shot uh, there it is. Speaking of called shots, Luke, we got the scene where Aliana is going through her bag, like tossing stuff over her shoulder, like definitely going to use this. Don't need this. And the whole in this scene, I was like, yes, come on. Give me the bone. <laughs> give me the finger bone. <laughs> no bone. <laughs> I was too. I was I was positive we were going to get a second finger bone. I was so sure that your called shot from the first book was was coming into play here. I actually, this, and then a little bit later when we learn that the finger bones help people go into this chamber, I was like, second finger, second finger bone coming in, coming in big. I was ready for it, but no. It's still out there somewhere. Still out there. Somebody's using it. Second, maybe even a third finger bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Man. Yeah. So, sort of called shot. Well, I we. Mean, I mean, the bag scene is what I'm going to say the called okay. shot was. The okay, scene the bag she's... scene. Yeah. And it, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take a called shot. All there. Right, forget it. But we'll fucking cut <laughs> that anyway. Okay, okay. let's talk. Oh, I, want go ahead. To, I want to stay on Aliana, though. So, Aliana did fucking nothing to stop the Chosen, right? Mm-hmm. Right, she was completely not involved. She didn't kill the first one, and then for the entire rest of them, she was just wandering around doing nothing. So why is she so great again? Like, she's talking about how... I'm the only, I'm going to be doing this because I'm like the most powerful sorceress and I'm going to stop the chosen. And then she gets out, you know, in her little like final scene, she's like, nice, chosen are taken care of. Check that off the list. Uh, <laughs> Daimori is going to fall. Check that off the list. Uh, and oh, I got all my souls. Check that off the list. Eliana, you did none of that. You stumbled into all of those. You don't get to check off any of those. You, and, and here's the thing that's the, okay. Demian calls her the weaver. 
And I think the implication there is she has all these plots that kind of come together and make this like thing that she's been like working on for a long time and it all just kind of falls into place. I don't think that's what's been happening. <laughs> I think Aliana has just been slip sliding through this world and happens to fall in the right place at the right time. And then and, takes credit for it. And takes credit and is like, yes, that's right. I brought all these things together and made this happen. Because you did nothing. You I rode on a little of... sphere behind everybody, almost got destroyed by a chosen, and then everybody else did all the work for you. I think that's I think that's a hundred percent right. Um Yeah, she even okay, even the like one thing that she says she does, she's like, Yes, I led them through the city with the mist. I don't think she did that. Because the whole time Cho Lin and Keelan are like, hey, have we seen this building like four times before? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we have. I think I think she just got lucky. She was doing a terrible job. And they're walking I mean, in why circles. weren't they marking? Why weren't they marking houses? You get out some chalk. You, okay. Eliana, if you didn't bring a piece of chalk from your bag, what are you doing? It also yeah. sounds like she kind of knew that this was here. Yeah. Because she she seemed very knowledgeable about this stuff. And maybe maybe that was just her character being confident about something that she didn't actually know anything about, but just wanted to pretend like she knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. But like, at least some chalk. Draw a little arrow. <laughs> Every adventurer knows that they need chalk. Got to. Especially if you're going into a little unknown cavern. You're going into a dungeon? For sure you bring chalk. Come on. <laughs> That's day one. <laughs> day one lesson. Bring chalk into a dungeon. <laughs> Would have to agree. Would have to agree there. <laughs> you're telling yeah, me you're, think, me you're gonna make I'm... a map of the dungeon while you're inside? No, you're not gonna be making a map. You don't have that kind of time, so you just mark with the chalk, which, oh, I turned left here. Chalk mark. Then we need to get out quick. You fucking just follow the chalk. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody we're, knows I, that. I'm, I'm definitely on board with, we're calling Aliana a scrub here. Okay. Yeah. Aliana's a scrub. Gotta be. It's, yeah. Yeah. Gotta be a scrub. Gotta be a scrub. Okay. I'm on board with that. Let's talk about the... When we when we learn what Lask the shaman is, mm -hmm. the Gintiaki tells us he's uh, what they call a hunger. This 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 guy that can eat something and gain their powers and also immortality, which is which I think is also what the Gintiaki have become, because that's how they're immortal and all that. Yes, and then we get a throwback to the Warlock King. <sighs> I love this throwback. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, this I was fantastic. Really liked it. Um, the Warlock King was also a hunger, and we're learning all of these, all of these things that we thought were exaggerations. Totally true. Cannibalism. We're all in it. We're all in it with the Warlock King. Uh, I guess I just I'm a big fan of a of a time gap, where a character that spans a big time gap. And Gintiaki giving me a little history lesson on this on this Warlock King we've been hearing about this whole series. Big fan of it. Honestly, the the history lessons that we've got in this book have been so on point. The raveling mm -hmm. lesson was so good. Learning about the Warlock King and these hungers was incredible. Uh, and like a little bit more about the Gintiaki. Just like so on point with this stuff. And learning about this like civilization that the wraiths that lived outside the worms zone so good yeah yeah very very good um okay i have a good amount of stuff for the end like kind of after the whole the worm is taken care of okay <clears throat> i've got i've got one thing first and this is just uh, the kind of the the looter in me, mm. ready to loot some stuff, mm -hmm. and that's this liquid that I'm gonna I'm gonna call the blood of the ancient. Yeah, 
What kind of potions are we making with this? Oh, so many potions, my guy. Oh my gosh, you gotta you gotta get some bottles. And nobody nobody takes any of it. Nobody takes any any ancient blood. Okay, Crimson Queen, your whole freaking deal is that you're trying to uncover the secrets of everything. You've got a treasure trove here, and you guys just well. Luke, I was assuming they bounced out. Right. Maybe they didn't just bounce out. Maybe there's now like an expedition at this worm that's like, hey, listen up, everybody. Only I can go in there with Keelan. Uh, but we're going to go collect some samples. We'll oh, bring man. them back out to you. You guys can analyze them. We're going to figure out what's going on with this thing. Oh, right? Because yeah. they can go back now. Yeah, they can go back like as much as they want. Yeah. Ooh. It's no longer. Maybe this, this is how so 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 Dimoria is is not in a good position right now. Oh but yes, Luke. Crimson Queen's going back there harvesting harvesting whatever she wants from the ancient, from the from the white worm. Mm-hmm. That's how, I think that's how we we're, we're, we're ah, I think that's how we're rebuilding. Yes. We're making I don't potions. Know, I don't know what it's I don't know what it's gonna be, but but that's Some what research cool. is, Luke. That's what research is. It could be anything. Making, yeah, this is definitely happening. Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay, let's say, I'm going to say really quickly, our our victory over the, over the chosen, mm-hmm. little distraction victory. Mm-hmm. Love a good distraction victory. Oh, I thought it was fantastic. Love those. Um, okay, let's talk about, unless... Unless you have more on that, let's talk about the aftermath. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll come back to that, I think, in reviews, because that was mm-hmm. something that like stuck out to me in what I thought about the plot of the book overall. But yeah, I just love the distraction. The distraction kill at the end is very good. We'll come back mm-hmm. to it. Uh, okay. So at the end, the worm, which turns out it actually was a worm, so... Oops, we were I was wrong there. Thought it was going to be a dragon. It's just a worm. <laughs> but uh the worm gets pacified cuz Jan decides to be a hero uh and sit the throne plugged in. And then the chosen we're not actually I don't think we're sure if they get banished back to their box or if they got killed. I think that's kind of ambiguous at the end. I think it's kind of Im- I think it's implied that they're going back to their box. But that Cho Lin is following, is going back to the box and then killing them with the knife. This is this is the exact thing that I, I wanted to ask about. Okay. How, how do you think she's doing that? Do you think she's like quickly opening it and stabbing a bunch of times and then closing it again and like, oh, you think I got him? How do you think she's going to do that? That's a good point. I don't know. Uh, yeah, because we don't know what they look like in this box. Uh-uh. Right, we, we talked about this last episode. Like, are they just a bunch of kids that have been crammed in like clowns in a clown car? The other thing is that we don't know. So we, we've heard a couple of times that this sword is broken and it seems like the spirit has fled. Mm-hmm. So we're not expecting it to work. We're surprised when it works. Right. But we don't know that it works the same way. <laughs> what if it sent him to a different box? <laughs> Now that the spirit's not in there, instead of the nice box, we have to this like shitty crate in the corner. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember when Demian is breaking into the temple to get Aliana out, and he gets into this? Uh, he's in this like underground area, and there's like a storeroom, I think, mm-hmm. under there. <laughs> it just goes into one of those barrels, and they're just like sitting there. So I'm like. <laughs> Some barkeeper comes down and like taps a keg, starts pouring it, and you get a nice glass of betrayer coming out. Ooh, yeah. Oh, hold on. Ooh, yeah. This doesn't look good. <laughs> Very possible. Oh, man. And they could be sending um, him anywhere. Literally, yeah. Let's, okay, let's talk about, let's talk about Aliana a little bit mm-hmm. here with her. When she first did that, it was just like, God damn it, Aliana. You mean the, with, the, then, with the gem? 
how she shattered yeah. it to take the souls. Yeah. I, I'm going to give you credit for a called shot here. Yeah. You said we were talking about redemption arcs and you literally said this exact same thing. You're like, I think Aliana at the end is going to be part of it or part of the team that we're rooting for and is going to take it all at the end. Yep. Literally exactly what happened. Dan gets a called shot, a rare, a rare successful called shot from Dan. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll celebrate later. Hole in one. <laughs> now, Jan, you mentioned that Jan's over here being a hero, right? Yes. Taking up the mantle, putting the little crown on, sitting on the throne, taking naps with our ancient. Uh-huh. I think Jan just, I think Jan, we talked about it. He's had a rough go of it. And he's like, I, I just want a nap. <laughs> this seems like the best option for me in my career uh, and my general happiness. I'm going to just hang out here. <laughs> take some, take some naps with the, with the worm. Pretty cozy. And I think it was smart. I think it was smart for him. I'm, I'm going to go far enough to say that i don't think this was a sacrifice for jan i think Mm -hmm. this is this is exactly what he's been looking for his entire thousand years as he would go back to aliana every freaking week and be like hey that thing wore off if you could just do me again so i don't remember all the terrible things i did that'd be great this is this is what he's been dreaming for for his whole thousand year existence right and so i'm gonna say ooh. I'm going to say Jan saw this guy up there. And as soon as the guy was like, yeah, this is what I've been doing. Jan was like, ooh, how do I get up on one of those? <laughs> Jan was like, can I make this work? I'd love to be this guy's bud. I think so. Yeah. Oh, shoot. This you know what happened? This is exactly this. Okay. Forget it. Forget what I just said. This is what happened. Jan's talking to this guy. And this guy only speaks Jan's language. And he's translating for our boy Keelan and the Crimson Queen, Dakara. This guy's not saying what Jan's saying that he's saying. <laughs> this guy's like, hey, man, I'm so glad you're here. I'm about to turn into fucking dust. So somebody's going to have to take my spot. And Jan's like, sweet. Okay, cool. Hey, yeah, <laughs> this guy is the one keeping the worm asleep. Uh, and he's been here for a long time. That That thing out there keeps him keeps him safe and the guy's like did you tell him that i'm about to turn into dust and jan's like oh yeah i told him i told him we're good uh (laughs) and so he does and jan's like "Mm, finally this is my time to shine oh yeah this has got this has got jan this is a win-win for jan here 100 percent. yeah there's no way I mean, what like what's he what's he gonna do that's better than this? Because we all know Jan, as soon as he leaves, is like getting torn apart by some snow bear. Right. Yeah. Okay. This. The other great thing about this is this actually solves like a question that I had at the end, because I'm gonna say this is what happened. Jan's talking to this guy, and the guy's like, "Great." You're here. I'm about to turn into dust. Somebody's got to take up the mantle. And Jan's like, what's that glowing crystal out in the hallway? What does that do? And the guy's like, oh, dude, Netflix. Have you heard of it? (laughs) And Jan's like, no, what is Netflix? And the guy's like, you can watch any show you want, dude. It's the best. And Jan's like, that sounds incredible. I mean, or it's, I'm, I'm more thinking it's like, I'm kind of picturing this as more of a virtual reality situation. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's, <laughs> have you heard of the Oculus Rift, my dude? <laughs> it will change your life. <laughs> you can sit in this chair and do nothing but do everything. You know what I'm saying? You got to try this thing on, dude. And Jan's like, how many headsets are there? And the guy's like, ooh, there's only one. <laughs> and Jan's like, fuck. okay all right how are we gonna swing this for your boy jan yeah because here's let me let me tell you about the problem that i had with the end this guy has been sitting on this throne 
kept alive by this sphere for thousands of years. The sphere is now broken, and Jan is sitting on the throne. Jan is aging again. How many more years you got, Jan? Right. Because this is, this is my thought too. We're we're gonna need another mass murder pretty soon. That's what I'm worried about. And this is why this gets back to my point last book. I'm team betrayers. Because right now we're in a, a cycle of uh every thousand years we need to do a terrible murder. Right. To keep this thing from waking up. Like Can we oh okay, can we just first say that um the Shan move a little bit better. A little bit better than the uh than the white worm move. Are we comparing well, it wasn't that effective. It only lasts like 70 years, right? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So in terms of effectiveness, this one didn't cut it because okay. like it didn't have that longevity. Now, if it did have that longevity, oh, yeah. uh, okay, hold on. What the fuck, dude? Let me, let's, let's think about this. Let's imagine they don't, they don't kill kids. And they keep mm-hmm. with their old tradition where they just send one old guy every like 50 years to the dragon. That seems like a way better move. Oh, that's yeah, that's perfect. That's like, why did we ever stop doing that? Let's do that again. Guys, we've we've figured it out. OK, this is easy. Or just be like, OK, well, you need you need one person. Let's say let's say you don't even need let's say sorcerers obviously give us more power you don't necessarily always need a sorcerer, but if it's not a sorcerer, you only get like you only get like five years. You're but saying a sacrifice? If you sacrifice, the family gets like five thousand bucks. Well, Luke, you're gonna put a price on human life. You're gonna put a price on human life. I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We're asking for volunteers here. Okay. <laughs> right. Somebody's gonna volunteer as tribute and take down this whole system, man. <laughs> We've all seen the Hunger Games. We know how this goes. But okay, but but you're right. I think the original Shan system was the best option. I uh, yeah, I agree. Because we're okay. We're assuming the worm's not gonna just go into this little hole and be like, all right, get out of here. We're assuming the worm's gonna be very bad. Right. And the only thing you can do about it is keep it asleep for now. So like yeah, we've got to do something about this. Let's find a let's find a more long term solution, <laughs> though, right? Well, how are we killing these guys? Right. Okay. The heart's right there, guys. <laughs> you know that's important. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> just like sl- start slicing it up. Okay. Get just like a really big bow and arrow. He, or, alternative solution, it sounds like he's got a great little house inside his body. Ooh. Hey, everybody, come on in. We're going to live in the worm now. Come on. Everybody's in the worm. Yeah. <laughs> you get used to the smell. <laughs> and this weird black liquid, uh, it turns your hair fun colors. You can make your hair turn rainbow colors if you drink some. It's a little potion cool. I worked up with it. It's pretty cool. The, the slip and slide, pretty gross. But it's fun. Um, all right. My, my next topic, the ne- the last topics I have about are the epilogue. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I was actually, before we got here, I was, I was ready to take down the notes to be like, what's up with Jane's kid though? Where's that kid? I know. <laughs> So I actually, there's a lot of things here that are in this story that are left unanswered. And I like it. I agree. So there's the, the exam, like the guy that took over Demian's body. Fuck is that dude doing? Yep. <laughs> we have no, no idea. Um, a lot of things like that. Uh, I kind of, and I, and I like it. I, it, this, this seems to me like we're setting up. A future story, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I kind of like the idea of this going just, just uns- like we don't know anything about it. It's like, yeah, Jen had a kid, 
was a big part of the second book for a little while. Uh, actually, it didn't matter, though. I kind of liked that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, these threads just ended. They didn't lead right. to anything. They're just like, well, there's something over there, but it doesn't matter. Because normally in a book, all these threads are we're, we're getting connected yeah. at the end or somewhere. And I'm like, you can make a theory... And you're you you know that there's something coming back with this big part, but this one, no, just like it was something else, just a different part of it. Yep, yep. I liked it. Yeah, I agree. Um, speaking of a thread, Luke, we got to come back to a to a little theory, and that theory, Senecus is a Genthiaki. You didn't think we'd come back here, Luke? I didn't. We're coming back. Here's why I think Senecus is against Yaki. Who's our only main character who didn't show up at the final battle? I guess Senecus. It's, it's Senecus. And who was there at that final battle? All the people who could just immediately tell he was against Yaki and murder him. Okay, that's a part of it. But here's the main part of it. It has to do with how the Genthyaki got power. Because we learn how the Genthyaki powered up in this section and they got power by finding very powerful sorcerers and taking their essence in this world there is an organization that hunts down powerful sorcerers and kills them if if there's not a genthyaki among the pure they don't deserve to they deserve to be extinct oh man that's such a good point And Senecus, remember how I said Senecus was trying to stay around Keelan because Keelan was a talent and was very powerful? I didn't have any basis to that. I didn't know why the Genthyaki wanted to be around a talent. Now I do, because he wanted to drink Keelan's blood and take his power. He just never got the opportunity. And now, what has Nell done? Nell has offered him the chance to come to Dimoria and live among the most powerful sorcerers in the land. Yeah, Senecus, if, if if that's the case, which I'm not, I'm not there yet. Senecus played his cards right. I I will say there's gotta be Gintiaki among the pure. For sure, right? It's like a perfect place for them. Whew. And oh. Hang on. Okay, we don't learn we we get hints. I think Demian is the first, but we get more hints that the the source of the pure's power is not what they think it is. Mm-hmm. And the pure, what they do is they come in and they get they get kids or adults with sorcery and like do this weird sacrifice thing, and some turn into pure. But a lot of them don't. Uh-huh. I'm thinking the... Oh, okay. Either the ones that don't are going the Gintiaki route. Or whatever they're sacrificing these kids to or adults to is like a super Gintiaki. Or 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 just a, a, a hunger, I guess. They don't mm-hmm. have to be Gintiaki. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yes. Luke, we like it. Uh, Gintiaki among the pure. The only thing is, Aliana might have noticed it, but like she was being super tortured anyway, so I'm gonna say she probably just didn't. Okay, yeah. all right. So what I think we've come to is, I'm gonna say, I think it's it would be great if Senecus was against Yaki, but it might not be Senecus. But there's gotta be one among the pure for sure. There's gotta be one of them, or or several. I I think the ones, I think this this procedure that they go through. I think if it's done correctly, it's got a 100% success rate. But a lot of people don't make it through because the Gintiaki are getting those ones. Mm-hmm. I think that's got to be something. They've got to feed the beast. Okay. Okay. Here's, here's my next theory. Okay. Jan's daughter I'm not, is a hunger. Oh. Because she tried to take a big bite out of that deer? <laughs> no. This is very small evidence. 
Okay. I, I, I'm going to say it's convincing. Jan's daughter does not feel the cold the same way other people do. Yeah, but maybe that's just that's because the... she was trapped in ice. <laughs> maybe Aside, that's just... She's just used to it? Yeah, she was like a baby in ice for a thousand years. <laughs> okay. That's one side of things. Right. But so th- this is not... Being like immune to the cold is not a sorcery thing. You have to you have to do a spell yes, to do this. This is so true. But we we hear Lask's origin story. He's like this baby that's in the snow, and he's showing no signs of being affected by it. Luke, you've already convinced me. <laughs> I I think you're right. I think for sure you're right. Gotta be. Gotta be a hunger. Oh, should have left it in the ice, guys. We don't want yeah. Oh man. Okay. Um are we ready to get to reviews? Yes. Uh I think you started last time. Yeah. Okay. I freaking love this series. And here's why I freaking love this series. Keelan is like an anti-chosen one. And what I mean by that is he's definitely special. But a lot of the shit that happens isn't Keelan solving all the problems. Like, Keelan is a part of it. We talked about this last episode. He's a part of it, but he's not the whole thing, right? And the part that really, like, crystallized that for me was when they killed the Chosen. So it's, like, such a team effort between Nell and Keelan and Cho Lin that, like, sure, Keelan had a little tiny part to play, but these like immensely powerful demons, he doesn't just like figure out a way to take them out. You know, it's like they, they get very lucky and he like desperately tries to figure out a way to solve the problem. He doesn't. Yeah, it's just like he is not the chosen one in that he just like solves all the problems like he his character is like more real in that way he's just like a guy that has like a little bit more special stuff than everybody else but he's still just like a guy uh and i really like that um the other thing that i really liked was the uh the kind of loose ends that were left uh i really like that the series ends and there's like a bunch of other stuff we just don't know what's going on with uh especially the thing with demian in the mountain that is very intriguing to me and i love that it's just like yeah we don't know what that guy was trying to do uh yeah i yeah i really liked it for those like very specific reasons it was just like it's like you know a book and a series is good when you like think about it for a little while after you've like finished reading it and like this book is definitely like it's marinating for a little bit (laughs) it's it's good stuff definitely uh I completely agree with you. I I love this series as well. Um, I'll give I I I feel the same way about most of what you said. I'm gonna say some more things about why I really liked it. Uh, I really liked that we already we just talked about this. Love the little history lessons we're hearing. Oh, for sure. The yes. world the world is we don't hear that much of the world. Like when so the world is enormous, right? And when I normally say, when when people normally say that about the book, that's because there's tons of information. This is not that's not the case here. There's not tons of information, but we know that there are like layers and layers here. We're just like we're not getting it. So it's it's more I don't know more mysterious. I think yeah. that's cool. Yeah. And then the the occasional nuggets that we get about history, like the Warlock King fantastic or like oh i even forgot the crimson queen one where we see a little bit of her backstory and then that's Mm -hmm. it oh what Mm -hmm. was going on there (laughs) exactly um uh the other thing is that it's it's very i'm gonna say high fantasy um but this is kind of the same in the same vein with something that you said i think last episode where there's just or maybe it was two episodes ago where people are constantly flexing. I feel like people are constantly flexing and this world is constantly flexing. And that doesn't work for some books. Like if you're trying to go for like a gritty dark book or something like that, that doesn't work for this, for that. But for this one, it does. And uh, 
I don't know. It's very, it's very fun to read with that. Right. Right. Well, and like the ending, I was just thinking about this too. Like we do get a happy ending at the end, but it, it seems, it doesn't seem like a storybook happy ending. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's definitely like good stuff happened at the end. You get good feelings. The characters are all in like a good place for the most part. Um, but I don't know. It feels fitting. It feels very fitting for the book. And while there were definitely gritty moments in the book, like when Cholin had her guts freaking pouring out, uh, the ending feels well-deserved and satisfying that it's happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm pleased that it, we didn't get to the ending that I was talking about early on, where just the Chosen rule everything. Because honestly, for a second... I hadn't the I didn't finish the last two chapters. I like took a little break before finishing the last two. And the chapter, the like third to last chapter is the worm bursting up out of the ground. And I was like, oh wait. Alec could just make the book end with the worm killing everyone, right? That could happen. Oh right. no. <laughs> it didn't happen. But I felt like it was perfectly like I it was a well, it was like the happy ending was well deserved. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i would agree so yeah big fans big fans of the series and the book that's uh, a that that's a good thing luke because we're going to be uh talking to alec once again alec's coming back that's right we didn't scare him off the first time uh we figured uh we're finishing the series so we should have a little debrief with alec uh play a few games with him and uh maybe maybe we'll get a few extra nuggets about some of those some of those threads that he left a little bit exposed right maybe i don't know i don't either we'll see that's why we're going to talk to alec i'm excited if you have any questions that you would like us to ask alec tweet it at us send us an email just Uh, yeah get at us somehow excited for that so that'll be that'll be next week um we're excited for that the week after that, we will be starting our next book. So two weeks from now will be an episode on the first third of Red Rising by Pierce Brown. Um, so get started on that. Start start thinking about questions for Alec. I don't know if we're I don't know if we're gonna use them, but uh, but send us some questions. Because <laughs> if you think questions. the question's dumb, it's probably perfect for us. Because if you've listened to any of our other other interviews, they're all dumb. So hit us up with those questions. If you have a serious question, we, we would also ask that. I'm not above it. You're not above it. You're not above <laughs> asking a serious question. Good point. <laughs> but yeah, get at us. Stay, I mean... Stay with us because we're here. We're here for you. We're, and we're here to give you hot takes. And we're here to act like dumb nerds. <laughs> <laughs>